April 11th, and we've got the 411. It's the Wrestling Inc. Podcast NXT, two weeks away from spring break, and I am Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Isa and Alfred Kanawa, the internet wrestling community's sweetheart. The African-American sweetheart is here. I will not allow whatever is going on (laughs) on whatever that metaverse is to take this moment from me. Hello, Alfred. How are you? I'm great, Issa. I'm almost as good as I look. Uh, Anything you want to say to me? Like, you were right. I acknowledge you. Um, you I do have things to say to you. I do have things to say to you. Cody Rhodes was robbed. Uh, Roman Reigns will inevitably lose that championship. He has not been champion for a thousand days. You said that, like, what, two two months ago? (laughs) They need to celebrate the amount of days Roman Reigns has actually been active as champion. So he's been champion for, oh, what? 97 days so oh, I'll be wait, okay hold on. hold on a second so if we're gonna do that can we celebrate the days that cody rose has been active because he was gone sure. for eight months buddy so what Absolutely. are you talking about Roman has been here a lot longer than cody rose he was gone for the whole year that he's been back please please stop i think the time cody rose has been back is longer than the amount of times that roman reigns has spent <laughs> active in wwe celebrating okay okay i'll give you something i'll give you something if we just base it on last night's promo, yes, he has been here a lot longer than Roman Reigns because this mofo talked for like a good three hours. I felt a great baby face promo. I did my laundry, I mopped my floors, I went to the DMV, renew my license, I came back, he was still talking, bro. So what you're saying is that Cody Rhodes inspired you to be a better person and get shit done. Good for him. That's a great baby face right there. And I'm going to tell it like I did on Pro Wrestling Bits in the Fire channel that's got all kinds of conversation. Roman Reigns as a thousand day champion is like an absentee father spending a thousand days celebrating parenthood. He has not been a father. Let me ask you something. Is this father paying child support? Because if my shoes and my bikes are getting paid, then I don't have a problem if that shows up or not. You know what I'm saying? Cody Rhodes needs to take Roman Reigns to child support court. He's going to have to make it through. He's going to have to make payments it through of child support. He's going to have to make it through BC first, and it's not looking good for him. Oh, I think he's going to squash Brock Lesnar and uh, he'll be on his way. <laughs> you said that. About, I have a video of you saying he was going to squash <laughs> Roman, so you are a well-known, uh, you know, not very Cody Rhodes over Brock Lesnar. Get this. 60 seconds. Brock Lesnar will want to get up on a plane out of Puerto Rico as fast as possible, so Cody Rhodes is going to squash him in 60 seconds. I can, We're talking I can about feel it. a wrestling match, not how long it takes him to conceive. Okay, so please. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hi, fairness, I don't know how Brock will do in such humid climate. He'll yeah, he could get blown up. He'll get blown up in the first 30 seconds. There's AC in this arena. They're not sending them to the ghetto one. Okay, this is a good one. Oh, it's not an outdoor event? I thought it was going to be an outdoor No, like, no, no. Why wow, would you go Glenn. to Puerto Rico? Where do you think I live? <laughs> well, in the most beautiful place on earth. Why would you go to Puerto Rico and wrestle indoors? Because you know? why would you have them wrestle in 90 degree weather? We know how That's that true. goes. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's better visual, right? Style before. I think it'd comfort. be fun if it was outside. I agree. You know, I'm just saying. It should be like Bash at the Beach. It should be on a <laughs> beach. That would be awesome. I don't know. I don't know anything. Uh. Cody Rhodes but, is robbed. Let the record show. Let's go, well, Cody. What are you going to do? But the Roman Reigns argument, Alfred, are you one of those people that if someone's birthday is on February 29th, you know, you're like, you're only really four years old. It's a beautiful like, arena. It's, it's newer. It sits 18,500 people and it has AC. Thank you very much. I will okay. say this. Okay. Birthdays are not the same thing as being world champion because WWE's letter of the law used to state that if you don't defend that title after 30 days, you get stripped of the title. So that does not correspond to a birthday. Roman Reigns should have been stripped of that title at least four or five times now. 
Um, I'm ready to get started with the show because I proved in the past that I let Alfred talk his shit and I just like, I don't have to talk. I let Roman Reigns speak for me with his actions and that will continue to happen. So that's what happened last time. You talked and talked and talked and it ended up Roman won. So you can, you can cry all you want. We all know how this will end. Kelvin Alexander with the $2 super Hi, chat Kelvin. saying Hi. Issa's heel persona in its full glory. I'm a very, very nice person. She's a big, she's a heel, heels lie, heels talk about uh, Roman Reigns being champion and how this is a legit title reign. This is a wrong decision. Cody Rhodes is such a baby face that I think he's going to overcome this and people are still going to be with it. But whenever he wins that title and beats Roman Reigns and sends him back to vacation where he's been this whole time, even as champion, I do think it's still going to work. It's just still going to be the wrong time. They should have pulled the trigger and the story, but they didn't finish the story. Yeah. They burned the book. You are as effective as putting me to sleep as Cody is with his promos. Thank you, Alfred. You're welcome. Cody Rhodes and Alfred Kennewell making you into a better person. We, listen, we do the go we do the Lord's work on this podcast, do we not? <laughs> so what's really going do. on in the news? What's going on? In the yeah. news? Well, <laughs> well, speaking yeah, of speaking of toxic people like Roman Reigns, we're gonna get into Vince McMahon here as he is back in the chair, of course, Vince McMahon. It was reported that Vince McMahon did not have overwhelming influence on Raw, didn't order any massive rewrites, although there were massive rewrites that was stemming from the travel issues from Raw. This Vince McMahon, now that he's back, it's come out that Vince is under a code of conduct policy. Vince McMahon has to be a good boy because in his contract, it says if he violates Can we put Alfred under a code of conduct, please? Who do I need to talk oh, to wrestling to? Like Nobody can put me into the code of conduct. I will not sign your papers. Code of conduct <laughs> in Vince McMahon, equal opportunity and non-harassment policy for Vince McMahon, though not outright stated, should McMahon violate these policies, it could potentially spell trouble for Vince McMahon. Boy, we've heard that before. As if Vince McMahon doesn't know how to get himself out of trouble. Yeah, wait, but how's now it working out for told, Dana White? Yeah, exactly. Or anybody. It's the most toxic boardroom in all of Wall Street. But of course, we're being told that he has to be a good boy because if he violates any of these code of conduct policies, which we don't know exactly what they are, he can presumably be ousted. Issa, do you agree with this? I don't know. I don't I don't care. Like I feel like this is like it doesn't matter what we have to say, what we think, they're gonna do whatever they want. They're billionaires, they own their companies, and that's just the way that those politics work. And doesn't matter what I have to say on a podcast, doesn't matter how big we are, doesn't matter how many followers we have, they're gonna do whatever they want. They own the company and they have the money. I'd rather talk about wrestling. Glenn. So what else is going on in the news? <laughs> Glenn has no comment about Vince McMahon's conduct policy. I mean, so like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just like what's what's gonna. I like, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Do you, you know? don't get to the point where it's just like, who cares? I just want to watch the product and enjoy it. Well, I mean, behind closed doors, it's not my problem. I know we're supposed to talk about it, right? It's our job. I, we I can it, still but... be like disappointed that there's no accountability, like. But I want the product to support the wrestlers, not to support. All right. The so on a scale, so on a scale of zero to Alfred when Cody lost, how disappointed are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not surprised. I, I would say expect I expect okay. look when you come back with that mustache that you grew explicitly so you can twirl it. Um, but you know I do not believe he has the best interests of anyone except Vincent Kennedy McMahon uh, at heart. So I wish Vince would have come back with a do rag on. We need Durag Vince, I think, would have solved all of this. I think that would have been the right attitude. Yes. It would have really projected a where's heads at. Well, we'll see what happens with Vince. I just love these stories about how Vince McMahon, he's proven time again. He is indispensable. So we'll see. Vince McMahon uh, back in WWE. But yes, we will move on from that story and into some 
slightly surprising news. I thought this was over with, but it looks like Vice TV's Dark Side of the Ring is coming back I for season that. four. I do do enjoy that show. And here's the thing. It's kind of bittersweet because I was thinking, wow, how many more stories can you tell? But there are many more. And I don't think with the wrestling business being the way that it is that they're ever going to run out of stories yeah. to tell in terms of these dark stories. Season four will include Chris Candido and Tammy Sunny Stitch uh, mm. as a car accident that de derailed Magnum TA's career. Uh, Dula the Butcher and his unhinged hardcore. Uh, hey, hey, style. hey, I love Abdullah. He's like yeah. the first. <laughs> maybe these that's what they're called. the way that I am because, like, the first like few that I have memory of was Carlitos Colon versus Abdullah the Butcher in WWC here in Puerto Rico. That's what I grew up watching. So. Yeah, but the unhinged, that's the language they're using. I believe that's what the documentary is going to be called. The unhinged it was life unhinged. of Abdullah <laughs> of the Butcher, which it absolutely was. A man took a fork to people's heads and cut them Literally. wide open. <laughs> and uh, the troubled life, this is one I'm going to DVR, the troubled life of Marty Jannetty, baby, because Marty Jannetty, Ben should have had a dark uh -huh. side of the ring. And uh, and we talk about on this podcast, I feel like we've talked about this a couple of times, that how the whole Marty Jannetty thing, the guy could work. The guy was a talent. It's just the issues outside of the ring is what derailed Marty Jannetty. Not that he was a less talented rocker. They pushed them both. It's just Marty Jannetty fell off because of issues outside of the ring. And uh, boy, there's a lot of stories to tell with Marty Jannetty, Glenn. Yes. That could be an entire season. Vince Absolutely. should be its own series. Oh, yeah. They should have a dark side of the ring. Vince. Well, they did. They tried to make the Vince McMahon documentary. They called it the nine lives of Vince McMahon, and he ended up having a 10th, 11th, and 12th, and 13th. So maybe they should just keep having the different lives, you know? Yeah. Right. Is the Hulk Hogan, is the biopic still happening with Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan? That's what I want to know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they say that it is, but we'll see. Okay. Okay. I mean, how much of Hulk Hogan's career are they going to include in that biopic? Like, are we going to go to 2015, or are we going to cut it off in the 90s? Like, there, there's a lot of stories to tell with Hulk Hogan. We're just going to have a shot of him in a sushi restaurant and being like, "I'll have some more," and then it's like, "Oh shit!" The dramatic music starts playing. He's going to be on a surveillance camera above the Love Sponge's house. Who knows? There's a lot of stories you can tell with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And uh, speaking of storytelling, this is some exciting I can't news. Wait for Oh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Way to step okay. on that great transition about storytelling. Yeah, Let's sorry, hear it, Isa. No, I was just going to say they should make a dark side of the ring about the uh, the footage found of Ricky Starks backstage with Cody Rhodes. There should be a dark side of the ring of whether Logan Paul photoshopped that contract signing picture or not. Like, these are interesting. Well, yeah, Isa, I was just going to say, you have a channel. Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you doing your wrestling conspiracy videos about like, the yeah, most you're, you're smallest right. little things? Get the dramatic like, music. Like, like, I'm going to call them the demon files. Yes, yeah. get the interviews with people with the talking heads, you know, yeah. get a Photoshop expert in there. You know I mean? Come on, like, do it upright, you know? Okay, fine, fine, fine. Thanks, Glenn, for the idea. I'll get on that. Yeah. Oh, we need that docu-series. It'd be great. Yeah. get to the, get to, uh, Talk about the real stories in wrestling. Well, what people really want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we're going to end on a lighter note after all this dark news. Peacock and WWE have been nominated for an Emmy. I know a lot of people have been clamoring for this Bloodline storyline to get an Emmy. Well, they screw that up by beating Cody Rhodes, so it'll never get an Emmy, and nor should it. But Ric Flair's documentary from Peacock has been nominated for a sports Emmy. Now, I will say, I saw the documentary, I thought it was good, but as somebody who's seen, I don't know how many Ric Flair documentaries, I did feel like this was on the weaker side of Ric Flair documentaries. It was fine, it was pretty good, mm. but the HBO Ric Flair documentary I thought was fantastic. They've done some great ones. And, 30, and 30 was, was good too. 
Yeah. 30 for 30. Yeah, I think that's the one I was actually talking. Yeah, 30 for 30 was excellent. But this one's pretty good and it has been nominated for a sports enemy. So congratulations to all that was involved with that, Issa. Cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> congrats. Well, congrats that to is everyone that worked on that. There you go. So NXT tonight. We got spring breaking coming up in two weeks. Yes, we do. Too soon for pay-per-view. Technically spring break into electric boogaloo. So yes. Well, is this the, the second or the third now? one? That was the second one. Is it three? Did we finally surpass the part part two? I thought was this was third the electric? second one. Is there a third? No, there should have been a third. Breaking. There should have been breaking three electric jamboree <laughs> as a kid, which is I was like, that's what you need to call it. Like, hello, we're all thinking it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um they can still do it. They're re- they're rebooting everything, so they'll they'll reboot it. Well, I mean, the Step Up series, which we've discussed extensively on this podcast, is really the spiritual successor to the Breakin' series. Yes. And there were like six of those. So, plus the TV show. Uh, so we opened tonight with Carmelo Hayes uh, con- uh, coming face-to-face. Well, talking about Braun Breaker coming face-to-face with Dragon Lee, J.D. McDonough, and Grayson Waller setting up this fatal four-way for tonight. And uh, it's interesting. I thought Breaker, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Breaker gets added to the spring breaking match and that's his last hurrah, but Breaker was there tonight just healing it up in that Chase U segment. But what Love do it. you think, Alfred, of this opening with Mello and uh, the round robin promo style that everybody loves? Yeah, very, very uninspired, very 90s or 2000s raw. It's like what WWE does when they don't really have any ideas. Is we'll just have one guy after another interrupt and then we'll make it a group match. So it was fine. I just think, I know Carmelo's supposed to be a baby face now. That act is a heel act. What him and Trick do works best as a heel. So it's mm. going to be a little, I know people love Carmelo and they're now cheering him, especially when he was pitted against Braun Breaker. But it might be a bit of an overcorrection to make him an all-out baby face because I did notice that this act is a little awkward as a baby face act between him and Trick. Yeah, mm. because the, the character of him should not be a baby face. That's, that's yeah. a, it's an arrogant confidence that can back it up, right? So you are somewhere in the in the middle, but you shouldn't be full blown baby face because, like, yeah, while well, you're arrogant and, and confident in what you are, Melo can back it up. So I can see a little bit of goodness there, but I don't see what he's trying to represent being like the good guy that you want to root for. He should be the guy that gets it done because he knows he's good. And that's not what the promo alluded tonight. It, it was a lot more of a baby face promo and it was just like why are we doing this <laughs> yeah i mean i like the segment i like the face off i think uh the way they went with it makes sense interesting with dragon lee how they're not hot shotting him no oh they're not because he's, he's gonna get another i mean he was getting a title shot he's being on only title shots things but i mean whatever you want to say no no i mean they just think it's interesting how they're right, doing but he, it. The, he had the opportunity to go for the North American Championship, and now he had the opportunity to go for the World Championship. Yeah. So that is a little bit of hot shotting. If you really think about it, just, just saying. Just saying. And, I mean, we've talked about this, that Shawn Michaels and NXT, they do not have people go straight to the top or hot shot. When you first get in there, you kind of have to pay your dues. We saw that again tonight with the guy who debuted well, the first NIL signing. Yeah, where he that lost. was crazy. He got a that good job, crazy. man. So you're not going to go straight so up to the top. Though. Yeah. Yeah, but this guy, it feels like he is. I mean, out of all the people that have debuted recently, I feel like they're treating him. He's not winning. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But it feels like they're treating him the best. Like he feels special 
compared to other people that we have seen debut recently. Yeah, and he's got charisma. He reminds me mm -hmm. of like a smaller Otis, just the way that he's like a big guy with all this energy and charisma. And I feel like he can really connect with crowds like that. I thought I was going to say he looked like Otis. I thought Much I was smaller say, Otis, yeah. I thought I was going to say he looked like a bigger Joe Gacy. <laughs> what is wrong I'm with so you guys? What are you getting this? No, he's at that's absolutely he's what he is. How he's doing the day. He can dance and everything. He's a mover and a shaker. He's taken from the Otis playbook and the Big E playbook. I thought Vic Joseph was very correct in comparing him to Big E. Booker T was only looking at what they look like, so he was, you know, nonplussed. But I agree with the Otis and Big E. He's Big E meets Otis. Big E and Otis had a biracial baby. That's what this man is. I want everyone just to picture the scenario that led to that conception. The conception? Oh, God. Where do you think it happened? <laughs> At a Shakey's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good promo segment at the beginning setting up the match and uh kiana james and fallon henley are still still uh having tension no this is this is like what's gonna happen to the cody and roman storyline if they keep that going too long this is just overstate it's welcome i am not interested they didn't pay it off we don't know who's cheating on whom anymore i'm done with this i was so into this about three weeks ago i'm done with this you know when uh when we were having the chance to do the interviews uh wrestlemania weekend and we got to talk to alva fire and isla dawn um alva fire made a comment during my interview where she was like maybe i'll keep sending her flowers uh what was the name of the guy stefan or whatever and i was like that would have made the storyline yeah. so much freaking better like i love that she said that and and we went into it but i was like that what you're telling me in this interview is a lot better than the storyline that you guys are presenting because if one of them was sending the flowers to put the tension between them that would have been better than whatever this is yeah, and I don't know because I, I didn't watch last week, so I don't know if that's what ended up happening. But when she made that comment, I was like, "Why didn't you guys go with this in creative? It's much better, yeah, way better." Well, we had Alba Fire and Isla Dawn tonight defending their tag team championships and defeating Keanu James and Fallon Henley. Won't this storyline please end? I love Alba Fire and Isla Dawn as a thing. No, they're they great. Keep these titles forever. I am like she made Alba Fire interesting to me. I thought Alba Fire, after losing to Mandy Rose so much, really became just. I didn't really care, right? Yeah. And I didn't feel like she was coming on. I'm like, oh my gosh, she could win here. Uniting these two after they beat the crap out of each other, I think this was a, the right decision. I want the, the titles to stay on them, but agree with the storyline. It's enough. Yeah. So we have some super chats. Malik Black, $5, saying with Logan Paul re-signing, got to put a hyphen there, re-signing with WWE. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a completely different thing without the hyphen. Yeah. Quite the opposite, yeah. actually. Uh, do you think he should have a couple matches in NXT? Also, Grayson no. Waller quoting Meek Mill popped me. Same. Yeah, that's awesome. Love that. Uh, just like when uh, Cody Rhodes quoted Tupac when we were uh, in uh, LA. It was a very great moment uh, for the culture. I don't think, I think Logan Paul is, he's like a one of one. He's something that we'll never see again in terms of this celebrity who can step in as a super athlete. And legitimately, this might piss people off, legitimately is one of the best workers in the company in terms of just being a guy who can go in there. He does not need NXT. Most celebrities probably would, but he's not in that category. And I do expect him to be a world champion someday, you know, especially with the Hollywood era with two super mm -hmm. agents running WWE. I fully expect Logan Paul to be a world champion. Maybe when Cody's done with it, you know, when Cody's Me ready too. to take a break. 
There's an evil side of me that wants uh, Logan to be a backlash just because he does get built out of Puerto Rico. And I would love to hear yeah. the reaction that Puerto Rico will have for that. So I'm hoping that we see something. I don't know that he'll wrestle that soon. But the fact that this man just kept up with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, like it was nothing, like he's been doing this forever. Come on. Yeah, I would. <laughs> people, I saw a lot of people were like, oh, I thought WWE was in a hiring spree. I'm like, first of all, a re-signing is not the same as hiring somebody new. But second of all, who oh, yeah. will, in their right mind will let Logan Paul walk away right now with, with not only the eyes that he brings onto the product, but how good he's performing? You'd be dumb to let him go. You know what they should do is they should have the Hubilmas from Puerto Rico and have him out there and get that heat. And then after his match, IRS should show up and arrest him. And that should start a feud between him and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Amazing. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get real with it. Uh very Calvin Calvin R. Alexander, five dollars. Anybody named Tank is instantly over with me. Tank yeah. is a solid name. Agreed. Agreed. Little and T Agreed. Smitty three thousand five dollars saying Indy Hartwell is the first champ who doesn't have a finisher. Hey Issa, send Alfred a rubber chicken. <laughs> I, I'll hate, chuck the chicken. I, hate, I hate that you put in a super chat because that was an idea that I actually had. <laughs> <laughs> It actually crossed my mind. I will send the reaction if I ever receive it. You send me all the rubber chickens, I'll chuck them all. I will I'll chuck them when Cody wins. I will say that tonight um, on my watch channel, we collectively agreed to add a rubber chicken as one of my custom emotes. So go subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can have a custom emote of a rubber chicken. I mean, is there anything Cody can do? How many rubber chickens do you think Cody has sold? He sold all this merchandise. By the way, and this is a new story. I don't think, I don't know if you guys covered on Friday, but Cody Rhodes was the number one merchandise seller in WWE's biggest weekend of the year. Numero uno. There is no objection objective set of data that tells you he should have lost number one and now he's selling rubber chickens what can't this guy do well when he when he loses to brock if you guys see another one in the ring it might or it might not be i can't care <laughs> you know i can't confirm that i'm bringing one to backlash i can't deny it <laughs> when cody rose does the whoa they should all throw rubber chickens into the ring like at the same time it'd be great visual i know i don't know you know cuban cody's not gonna get booed in puerto rico <laughs> You want to talk about the culture? Don't forget he's Cuban too. Come on. Cubano, mm. yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, after that expedient match between Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, we had a promo for No Mdar. Yes, it was very good. They're very good. I'm looking forward to see who they feud with next. Um, no Mdar is going to have a Heritage Rules match for his NXT Heritage Cup. But then Duke Hudson was honored by Chase Ewan in an MVP ceremony uh, without MVP. Yeah. So, is, is this cultural appropriation that people are chanting MVP at Duke Hudson? There's only one MVP I know of in WWE. What? Then. <laughs> it is. Then uh, Braun Breaker showed up to crash the party and um, say that he wanted Duke Hudson in that fatal four-way tonight. Like, I think Braun, I mean, I thought he was going to get in that match at spring break, and he might just hang around and be an asshole until the draft in a few weeks. That's what it seems like. He's completely blowing off this title shot. He's just like, no, you can have my spot, dog. And maybe he's just working it out to be a heel to where this is a character he's going to be playing on the main roster when he gets drafted because it did not seem like somebody who's going to be here for the long haul watching him tonight. What if on the main roster – they license Brooklyn Biscuits break stuff as his theme, and he just literally just walks around being shitty, like smashing things, like brawn, break, like Hulk smash backstage all the time. And that's his gimmick. 
Breaks you up are literally fire. making people that were at Woodstock have PTSD right now. Okay. It's true. Woodstock 99. We're thinking about you. What a disaster that was, huh? They have a documentary about that, don't they? They have like a few. multiple. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's but what it was somebody not Biscuit's fault, and that's no. what everybody thinks it was, and it was not at all. But it's just funny that that's the way they sold it for the longest time. I mean, a lot of things are Fred Durst's fault. Let's be honest. Okay, valid, valid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, but not yeah. the one that he gets blamed for the most. Like it's so mm. weird. Right. <laughs> uh, anyhow, so yeah, this chase you ceremony though, this was this was fun. Was it? I thought so. I mean, fine. I like Ron attacking and uh, I, I gotta say, I pop when uh, I thought the spear and the way that uh, Andrew Chase sold it was very good. But Duke also just grabbing the trophy and getting yeah, out just of there. Yeah, oh, he's still a heel, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And he was protecting his trophy and he's still so out much. for himself. <laughs> Good yes, stuff. when when Braun Breaker is breaking stuff backstage, he'll just keep saying it's just one of those days, like, <laughs> and that that'll be his catchphrase. He needs to wear a red St. Louis Cardinals hat everywhere. Oh, brilliant. Um, but no, the Duke look uh, to the chase you still massively over the thing with Duke Hudson was good because it's not fully a split, but I like that they're they're keeping it a little tense. We still like kind of don't know. You know, right, right. Yeah, I kind of like that they're doing that. I kind of assumed that they were going to just kind of he was going to be all in. Duke Hudson was going to be a baby face as an MVP and they were going to create this new character who's like bought in. But that's absolutely not what they're doing. Yeah, they're going to break that trophy. He's breaking that trophy over Andre Chase. I could see it. Um, so NXT Anonymous. Good Lord. Pretty so is it deadly. Is it you? Is it uh, you? You know, and why aren't they intervening? I mean, we've got all these cameras in the NXT parking lot capturing this, but no security. Uh, but pretty deadly getting uh, Nancy Kerrigan uh, by Tony D and Stax with the crowbar and then uh, taking one of Pretty Deadly and putting them in the trunk. This is a return to Beautiful. Tony D'Angelo's roots, and I loved it. Me too. Me too. I just, the only thing missing was that why. But... Yeah, I would have loved to see Elton Prince do that. <laughs> Me totally too. <laughs> and then they take him to Disneyland and they start complaining about it. <laughs> I I liked it. I love seeing Tony go back to the Tony that we all fell in love with. So this was fun. And uh, the later, the payoff later, I thought yeah. uh, pretty deadly. I pretty deadly coming in and being that aggressive, which we never like really seen them yeah. to that extent. It was excellent work. Didn't expect that at all. Pretty deadly no. showing that <laughs> street life, man. They're thug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that this this was great. I like uh, we're getting Tony D'Angelo back to the early days of Tony D. Yeah, this was yeah. very good. Even better. Uh, Eddie Thorpe versus Big Body Javi. Eddie Thorpe uh, getting a bit of a squash here, but it was a little competitive. But how'd you think Eddie Thorpe looked, Isa? I thought it was great. Um, I feel bad for Big Body Hobby because he's become the guy that when you see in the ring, you already know, okay, he's getting squashed by who? Yeah. But I thought uh, Thorpe was very talented, and um, I thought he really got to show his stuff here for people that are not too familiar with his prior work in New Japan or whatever. It was really good to see him just showcase his, his skills here. Yeah, I think he I think he looks fine. Eddie Thorpe is good and the guy behind it is good. It's just 
I don't know. I haven't bought in yet, and I don't know what they're going for with him. And I feel like they need to they need to do more around him other than he's going to be in all these matches because I don't think that's going to work in terms of getting him over. And I actually was more into Big Body Javi in this match than I was Eddie Thorne. Mm. Ooh, plot twist. I like that they're already refining his gimmick a little bit. They're like, we didn't need, we've got the, the alpha wolf thing. We don't need the DJ. Right. Yeah. Let's just focus on one right. gimmick at a time. Yes. Uh, I think he's great though. Love his entrance. Um, what if yeah. he's just a really shitty DJ and loves his job? Ask him. Just <laughs> tweet that at him. They, they cut it out. They couldn't afford to pay him as a DJ. They can only pay him as a wrestler because they've just sold right. the company. There's budget cuts. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're not free. We're, you, know, you know how it is. Yeah, I see. It's been a look. They tried to launch Nikita Lines with a music influence gimmick as well. <laughs> I think that we don't need music gimmicks. She was just trying to live her truth, Glenn. Yeah, true. Let her live her truth. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, good uh, win for Eddie Thorpe here over Big Body Javi. Oh, so if you think Pretty Deadly versus uh, Tony D is just uh, tugging at the heartstrings of the Wrestling Inc. podcast of who to root for, Tiffany Stratton versus Sol Ruka tonight. Oh, my tonight. God. So it could be a WrestleMania so. match inside three years. You heard it here first. Yeah. This was really good. Sol didn't get to hit her finisher, so though, right? Yeah. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. Yeah, like, I know. If you're going to have her lose, at least don't show the finisher. Let her no start one... being back when she's ready to win and they booked her to lose. But here, she looked competitive. Like, these women were showing off. Like, they mm-hmm. they went off. I love this match. It was so athletic and it's crazy the talent in NXT. I, I know we talk about it a lot and there's some, we don't love all of it, right? But NXT has some really good people, really good stories going on. I think too many people are sleeping on NXT right now. And this is what the future of wrestling is going to look like, by the way. These, this is what WWE is going in on. Mm-hmm. Who knows if Endeavor is going to be as on board, but these NIL super athletes who are going to be able to do all these crazy things in these matches, these are what the matches are going to look like. It's not going to be as much of what people are used to with the indies and what's going on there. It's going to be a lot of these athletes who are going to come together for some of these highly athletic matches and spots, and I thought this showed a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I thought this was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I love the athleticism. I love I love the, the size. They were both the same size, both as, as athletic. You really kind of just got invested and just watched them do their thing. And yeah. Tiffany Stratton has had good matches. I think this elevated her tonight, putting her with... This is my with... favorite of, of her matches. I yeah. agree. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, these two were just, uh, like, had great in-ring chemistry, really able to just dance and put on uh, a hell of a match. I thought this was really, really good. And Tiffany Stratton got that win. Calvin R. Alexander, $5, saying, not mad that Tiff won. She's the one getting pushed at the moment. I mean, yeah, I think, um, yeah. man. Yeah, but you were, you were in a situation where uh, Sol Ruka did not look bad in defeat. This match was so competitive, was so good, that I, I think that so it, did, it didn't hurt. Sore. I, I seen her take other losses that I felt hurt her. This one didn't. I mean, I think Tiffany Stratton is the main reason that Indy Hartwell won that championship to have a feud with mm-hmm. uh, with Tiffany and have Tiffany go over there and then save Roxanne for the chase on Tiffany. Correct. Yeah, and they're already building up Indy Hartwell as a vulnerable champion who's inevitably going to lose that title. So I fully well, expect all champions Stratton. inevitably. Well, yes, but I mean, lose Not that title in the next month or two. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, speak for yourself. They got that belt tied to Roman Reigns while he's on the beach laying down taking a nap while cody rose is on the work so not I every said, champion wait, inevitably wait, loses. did you say they had the belt tied to him 
Yeah, I never wanted to be a belt so bad in my life. <laughs> Keep it PGs. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen's picturing it now. You see what you're doing? Yeah. She's obsessed with Roman Reigns. Sometimes when Issa's <laughs> taking a bath, she's like, I wonder if Roman's taking a bath right now. How crazy would that be? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, King of comedy reference for people playing along at home. Uh, so let's see. Uh, oh, Diamond Mine is backstage. Why are they still a thing? I don't know. What well, Roderick Strong has just like moved on, he's in a better place now. I feel like they're like the sixth sense where the group is dead, but they're the last to find out. You know what they should do? They should be referencing Roderick all the time. Like he's there. <laughs> but we can't. We legitimately can't see No, him. they should do what? Remember when Randy first like went away and Matt Riddle used to look at the sky yeah. and he talked about him? They should do that when they talk about Roderick's yeah. <laughs> Is he still under contract? Who? Randy? Roderick. <laughs> Randy. Yeah. Of course, Randy. Um, so... I think maybe maybe Tony took him. Oh, oh, ooh, dark. Uh, so uh, they want to challenge Gallus. Schism's challenging Gallus, so it's going to be. I thought they got. I thought. I thought the happy I know. guys got relieved. What's going I thought on? The, gri the grizzled young vets. I thought they were so grizzled they were walking away. Well, they. That's the, what the word was they, Yeah, they asked for it, but they were seen like that day. It was reported they were seen at NXT Level Up, just chilling. So you know. Who knows. Life is a mystery. So, uh, Cora Jade. I need like a prayer in my brain right now. Yes. I hate you for that. Cora Jade called out the NXT Women's Division and just the ran them down. I liked it. In this promo. You didn't like it, Issa? No, it was just as freaking dragged out as Cody's last night. <laughs> then I, That's a compliment to me, then. I think it was even better. I think highly of it. But what's interesting is that for the time being, this is going to spin into a, a feud with Lyra Valkyra. As long as she finds somebody to feud with, so she doesn't have to come out there every week and call everybody out. I'm glad somebody came out and now she only needs to call out one person. It went on for way too long and I I have ADHD. You lose me in like a minute and a half if you're not interested. Well, there's a problem. It's not a Cody Rose problem or a Cora Jade problem. It's an attention deficit problem. Maybe Cody can help you with that too. He's out there talking about how he lost to Roman Reigns and a rubber chicken. It's like, what does that have to do with Brock attacking you, bro? Nothing. I, I want Cody Rhodes celebrating with the rubber chicken with his foot on Roman Reigns' chest when he beats him at SummerSlam. Excuse me, I think that that's where he's going to be. I'm pretty sure he'll be in some battle royal in the pre-show or something. If Vince is back, he might be. So, uh, I like this Cora promo. I like how she sort of recapped what's going on in the women's division right now. Yeah, I thought she was fine here. I thought I like heel Cora Jade. I didn't care for her as a babyface, and she's clearly been working on her stuff because this was a long promo. I'll give you that. It did go on pretty long, but I don't think Cora Jade six months ago could have cut a promo like this and, and held her own. And I thought she did. Uh, speaking of promos from the women's division, Gigi Dolan tonight visiting the house she grew up in. Yeah, it looked like the Eminem old house, but then I remember that that house burned down. But I was like, oh shit, she grew up in Eminem's old house. Remember Marshall what you were talking about? LP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, did you know that that house burned down? The, no, I didn't know that. No. So it burned down. We can go see it when we go to SummerSlam, sadly. But um, it's like it's an empty lot now. Somebody um, put an offer on it to buy it, and then the next day, after this woman putting an offer, the house magically burned down. 
but I'm not an Eminem nerd or anything. Anyways, the whole point of it is, is that first I'm like, oh shit, it's Eminem's whole house, but it wasn't. And, and then she lost me because I started thinking about how the house burned down and all that. So I don't remember anything she said. <laughs> In the middle, she drops verbatim a lyric from the Smiths, How Soon Is Now, uh, which I thought was just brilliant. And I think that's the writers. Maybe I mean, I'm sure Gigi knows the song. No, it's it was funny Gigi. That, yeah, she's all. Yeah, she's that was just an awesome. That, like my wife and I, my wife, huge Smiths fan, so we heard that. We're just like, that's really funny. Um, that she just worked that in there. Uh, but and then JC trolling her on Twitter about can she find that house on Zillow? <laughs> <laughs> so JC's gonna flip that house. That's taking um, Kiana James's gimmick, isn't it? Shouldn't Kiana be flipping that house? Oh, they should absolutely be doing. I don't that. know her. Her hard times. Like we've all been through hard times. I share some of my own hard time experiences. So, uh oh. Um, we need to move on from that. So, <laughs> lest people think Issa's making light of these promos. Um, no. no, I grew up. I'm, I grew up in a barrio in Puerto Rico. Okay, you want to talk about hard times? Let's 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 go and see who wins. Yeah, Issa will cut a shoot <laughs> promo about hard times. <laughs> You know, we don't even have we don't have AC in our arenas apparently, according to them. But <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said I said if you're in Puerto Rico, do it outside. <laughs> you know, it's a lovely area. Do it outside. It's been a while since WWE did an outdoor wrestling show. When's the last time they even had, especially don't on pay per view? Under that here, it was over a hundred degrees today. Please, you trying to kill these guys? That's what we have Saudi Arabia shows for. Okay, here we have AC. <laughs> Um, so Wesley was backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell and then Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey came in and, uh, that will build towards a match next week or a title shot either next week or at spring break. And cool. Yeah. They're losing me with this tag division, man. Dragonoff versus Von Wagner. If Wagner loses, then Mr. Stone leaves him and Von Wagner lost. Yeah, this we could have just said that Mr. Stone was leaving him and not even do the match, but I do enjoy seeing Dragunov, but we know what the result was going to be. Yeah, I'm surprised at how little attention they paid. I was expecting some big angle where he slaps him or low blows him or something. It's like he lost, Robert Stone walks off, and they just go to the next thing. It was There was nothing put behind this. I'd be nervous, Foss Von Wagner. Hmm. He was getting over for a while there. Yeah. When he was doing the thing with Solo and they were beating the hell out of each other, that was dope. I like and that. And Solo I like when left. he yeeted Wesley. Like the yeah. way that this yeah. man yeeted Wesley, I never seen anything like that before. That shit was cool. And since then, he's just been, uh, you know, he's very much cooled off. Yeah. G Roy J saying an outside promo in Puerto Rico is look what this humidity is doing to my hair. That is hard times. <laughs> That's hard times. Agreed. Stephen Marco Chili, Buck 99, saying Tiffany Stratton versus Charlotte will be a WrestleMania main event. Oh. Charlotte Flair herself told me to my face that she sees Tiffany Stratton being the next big thing. Oh, she's great. Uh, so, yeah, Dragonoff got that win. What is next for Von Wagner, Mr. Stone? We shall see. Uh, Joe Coffey with Gallus took on Tank Ledger. Now, Tank, first NIL signing. Little Otis, Big Joe Gacy. Everybody's little Otis and Joe Gacy to you guys. Uh, I thought he was very good, but I'm surprised. Actually, I'm surprised they didn't win in his debut. Oh, I mean, late, I mean NXT. No, 
because this is what they do. This is this is what Shawn Michaels has been doing with a lot of people. You know, Dragon Lee was the example we used, and now they're doing this with Tank. I, I guess um, I was gonna call him uh, uh, Carl Fredericks. I forgot his Eddie Thorpe or whatever his new name is. He's been yeah, he winning, won. but usually they have people pay their dues. I've been noticing, and this is just what they're doing with Tank. And I, I think he did a good job in terms of crowd reaction and just watching a guy how yeah. fans took to him i think this is going to be something he's gonna be a great baby face a lot of people look good in defeat tonight in nxt and i think this is like one of them where he i thought he made a great impression and i didn't care whether he won or not same we saw ruka here i thought it was a great showing yeah i was impressed i was impressed uh so yeah thank ledger thank rising star in nxt looking forward to seeing where we get from him next I once had a Rottweiler, and I struggled if I wanted to name him Tank or Titan, and Titan won, and I regretted it. I wanted yeah, to be Tank would have been way better. I know. And he was so bad. He was a badass-looking pup. Not oh, crazy yeah. about Tank's gear, though. He's got this early Zack yeah. Ryder thing going on where it's half yeah, shorts, half you got to get rid of that. That is job I gear. I actually pointed that out earlier. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of <laughs> What if yeah. he said to the person making his gear, I want it to be like half shorts, half pants, thinking more like jorts? And they did this instead. <laughs> That's funny. This would have been better um, than George, though. Uh, so Dragonoff, by the way, uh, Dijak showed up. He's going to deal some hard justice to Dragonoff. We'll see what happens there. Um, actually, that match will be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So Joe Coffey got the win backstage. Oh, and then we had a brawl with Creed and Schism heading to the ring. Then we got Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Backstage with Roxanne Perez and Zoe Stark. And Zoe Stark. And uh I think I think we could see a little something between Zoe and Perez uh based on some of the, the interchange here. But uh when pretty deadly uh blindside attacked Stax and D'Angelo and then like took took a box cutter and cut up Stax leather jacket. They were mad, man. They were big men. Yeah, that was wild. <laughs> I yeah. love seeing this side of pretty deadly. Um pretty deadly just shows how much range they have like we've seen them go through so many emotions and they do it all there's nothing pretty that we can't do including a more aggressive side of them today also side note i think zoe starts is really really growing on me she's doing really awesome character work like, like i like her promos i don't know what it is but she just comes off as arrogant and i like it i've never seen a man look tougher in baggy pink pajama pants i they're Man, not baggy pink pajama pants as a matter of fact i own a pair of them. those are palazzo pink pants i own a pair of them they're palazzo pink. pants and can go with a lot of things so respect that's not pajama they pants. could go with glenn's outfit by the way i would like to see glenn oh, pull yeah. that off with there that. are pants yeah. that go with this top this was yeah. a full suit that came, that came oh, with it let's go um so I mean, look, NXT, this was really entertaining tonight. I think spring breaking is going to be a lot of fun in two weeks. I think they built up a lot of good stuff. I'm curious, though, this main event Fatal 4-Way, Dragon Lee versus J.D. McDonough versus Grayson Waller versus Duke Hudson, Sanjay Trace, Cynthia Hale, number one contenders match for the NXT Championship. Who's going to face Mello at spring break-in? Um, My boy. Yeah, Grayson Waller getting the win. So I think. It's so gonna be. Yeah, but do you think he's awesome gonna beat Mello? I, I'm, no. that, that was strange. I don't, I don't think he's gonna win. No. The problem that I have with that is as happy as I am, because I always root for Grayson Waller. I don't know that he can continue to take this L. He's taking a lot of L's, and it's gonna become to the point where it's just like, okay, so he's gonna lose again, right? Um, but I'm still excited that he got the win here. I mean, yeah. So here's my thing. I think Braun Breaker, pretty deadly Grayson Waller are gonna get drafted. I know. Zoe Stark's been working 
dark matches, and I think she's mm-hmm. something on main event. But I could see them hot shotting Tiffany Stratton and just deciding, you know what, let's let's do this. Or Roxanne, I could see happening. So this draft is going to be very interesting. I hope they happens. don't go anywhere near Tiffany or Roxanne. Like I know we look at them and we're like, oh yeah. The, the, let me tell you something. Even if when she does get called up, she's going to be years away. So if she gets called up in the next couple of months. You're talking more than fast tracking. Like she needs to be in NXT than, learning the craft. Yeah. I would rather than take a Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell. I think yeah. ready. And yeah. I know she's the champion right now, but I don't think Indy's going to have a long reign here. I'd rather those people that have been in NXT for a while go in and let Tiffany Stratton really have a title reign and really get established. Um, but regardless of that, I thought this match was That's a main event banger. Was great. I know we had a lot of really good matches tonight, but this match was it. I feel everybody showed off. Once again, I know I said it twice already, but nobody looked bad in the feed here. Everybody got to show off their stuff. I was impressed with everybody in this match. It was great. Yeah. It was really good, yeah. They're very good at multi-man matches in NXT. I've noticed that they've really cultivated a style yeah. where it's just it's like bang, bang, bang. And they do a great job with all these spots. And I want to give a shout out to Grayson Waller because I did ask him. how I, I told him how badly I wanted to see him do a shoey, and I got to see the freaking shoey tonight after he won. So I was very yeah. happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, this was an awesome main event. Everybody got their stuff in. And uh, I think, man, Grayson's really good. But yeah, I think it's time for him to graduate. Yeah. Yeah, he's one that I could see going up to the main roster. Maybe that's why they're beating him. Maybe that's why he's getting this title shot. This is going to be a swan song. But I think Grayson is definitely ready. I don't think there's a whole lot of people who are ready for the main roster in NXT. There are more than there used to be. But I do think Grayson Waller is on that short list. I think Grayson Waller's ready. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot, the problem is that a lot of the people that are ready, I don't know that they should all go, right? Like, I think Braun Breaker, I think Carmelo Hayes, I think, uh, and I think Grayson Waller, and those are three of the main faces in NXT right now. I don't know if you want to take them all, right? So I think Melo might stay a little bit longer. I, I don't know, you know, but yeah. I think those three guys could go, and they are kind of like three of the, I'm not Braun Breaker necessarily, but I tune in and I watch what they do in their segments. So you don't want to lose all of them either. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, NXT roster is still stacked, still deep, still got a lot so of. Uh, I mean, this was a fun wrestling show tonight. I don't get it how was. people and you guys enjoy like, this. So I didn't watch it, but I was listening to you guys review as I was I was traveling back last Tuesday, and I thought last week's show sounded incredible. I didn't get to catch it. Yeah. I thought Stan and Deliver delivered. So it's just like NXT is really doing special things. No, I agree. Yeah. Very similar to the black and gold. This is as close to the black and gold era that it's felt in terms of the amount of people who can really go, especially at right. the top level, at the main event level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this was good. This was good. I'm glad we all enjoyed this tonight. Oh, Joseph posed an interesting question. Will they send talent back down to NXT? I could see that happening. I think there are plenty of people. There's there's way too many people on the main roster, I'll tell you that. Imagine if they send up like those names that we mentioned and then bring back like NXT oldies, like they bring back Bronson Reed or like a Carrion Cross. Like there's so many people right now that are not doing a lot of interesting things that I can see coming back to NXT and really making a difference. After Roman Reigns say, drops the will, title to Cody, I think they should send Roman Reigns down to NXT. I, I will say that uh, I did like Bronson Reed against Bobby Lashley. He's the most, mm, the most interesting oh, yeah. thing that Bronson Reed has done probably since his return. This match was interesting. I, I really got invested into if Bobby Lashley going to get the herlock on him or not. So maybe they can have him feel for a little bit because I actually did find that quite interesting. On my De- 
WWE needs a super heavyweight division. I've been begging for this for either company for years. And you know what? That Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy, that could be the super heavyweight trophy or big men just slap meat. I'd love to see a super heavyweight division. Love big meaty men slapping meat. Oh, yeah. And choking chickens. <laughs> so that was NXT tonight. <laughs> Good show. Uh, Good show. Seven out of ten. Great. A solid great. seven out of ten. Absolutely. Uh, so tomorrow, AEW, tune in for that. In the meantime, follow Issa on the Twitters at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. Alfred's at This Is Nasty. And I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, Issa, any closing thoughts before we take uh, this on? Yeah, I am super excited that Grayson Waller won. I love the women's tag team match. Yeah, it was a fun show. I had a good time. There was a lot of filler, but the wrestling was good. And that's usually what you get from NXT. And also, Roman Reigns is the GOAT. Thank you. Alfred. Cody Rhodes was robbed. He will be WWE champion sooner rather than later. And I cannot wait. Let's go, Cody. That's my closing thought. Subscribe to Pro Wrestling Bits. <laughs> have a good time, everyone. Uh, we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. <laughs> Take care.